0: Welcome to the Giants Talk podcast. Here's Alex Babovich and Cole Kuiper. I know those guys.
1: All right, Giants fans, not the way Alex and I wanted to come at you with this last Giants Talk of the regular season, but here we are. Nothing we can do about it and nothing Wilmer Flores could do about it. Welcome to Giants Talk, the official NBC Sports Giants podcast available wherever you listen to your pods. Giants Talk is brought to you by Wendy's. Get yourself a sausage or bacon, egg, and Swiss croissant for one ninety nine hours. Let's dive right into the most pressing topic all anyone can talk about, and that is the way the final game of the Giants season ended More or less the roughest way a game could end, but at least it gave us something to complain about (laughs) for the next few months. First of all, saying rough on a
0: check swing is perfect. Uh, Okay, Alex. If you bring up the check swing from July. Darren Ruff brought it up in his post-game press conference. Well, I'm not speaking with Darren Ruff right now.
1: I'm going to reach through this microphone. Darren Ruff was asked about
0: it. He brought it up. He was like, it's kind of funny how it – look, Darren Ruff – that's part of the reason the Giants hosted this game tonight. So, but yes, that was a terrible, terrible call. You mean the the one where he should have walked the pitch before? I don't ever go back and rework plate appearances like that, but yes, that was a, a, an awful call tonight. Um, and I, you know, I, I think I don't think the Giants were winning this game. So your point about something to complain about is a really good one because it is also, especially with this rivalry, like you always want something to complain about. Right. If you're a Giants fan, like um, I, as a beat writer, I would fight back on logic and just say like, we saw the way Scherzer was throwing. We saw the way the Giants hit for five games, but it is great for Giants As
1: someone who's watched postseason baseball for my whole life though that's just where the big random hit nobody expects happens oh i i
0: a hundred percent i will tell you like was ready to write a lamont wade jr walk-off story Mm -hmm. totally totally expected i expected it with this team but i think you even saw it from gabe in the post game like once they got through the frustration of the moment um they realized they didn't hit in the series they didn't hit really good dodgers pitching and he said it Mm -hmm. he's like you got to tip your cap and You know, they were in a tough spot there, even if that ball was not called a game-ender. I will say about that call, like, that's just a really rough way. And I I felt this way about the Darren Ruff thing, too. I mean, it's really tough at the end of a game um, on those calls. But it's just a really rough way to have the season end. And it's a really rough way to have a game end. And with how good this game was and how good this series was and the season was between these two teams, like – I just kind of can't believe, I was stunned like that he rung him up just because you you've just grown accustomed to um to them not ringing him up there like it's just totally you're like they're going to let the players decide it but look Gabe Morales made the call and it is what it is this is one of those uh, situations where this was hyped up so much.
1: You know, we talked about it, how it was the only game on TV, historic rivalry, the two best teams in baseball. All eyes are on the sport right now. This probably had way more viewers, just casual, usual baseball viewers I hope than so. most games. And to have it end with that is just such a disservice to the sport, disservice to the Giants, honestly, a disservice to the Dodgers. You know, they didn't get their, their big Scherzer strikeout moment um, they got the question mark, the thing that that's going to become, I don't know, almost a meme to talk about forever. It reminds me of like when I tuned into uh, Mayweather-Pacquiao. I don't really watch boxing. Sure, I'll tune into this big fight that's hyped up, and then they just hugged each other, and it was hell of boring.
0: And I was like, all right, I guess boxing is not for me. This is whack. I will say Scherzer's down there with his shirt off, so I don't think he cares at all whether he's, whether this is a meme or not. So, but yeah, I. I I don't think they'll care. I, and I think it, for them, it depends on how they finish this out. I mean, if they finish this out and win the World Series, then, you know, nobody's going to care except for Giants fans.
1: Yeah. Fair, so, fair. It's, it that'll you know. I guess that's how it works, right? The losing team yeah. remembers the loss, which is uh, the, the same. Team like goes on to write to history. Go back to Darren
0: Ruff. Like Giants fans don't care at all about that, but Dodgers fans are I, still bringing it up like four months later. So you're pushing
1: my buttons, Alex. You're still I, bringing it
0: up four I, months later. I, Darren Ruff brought it up four months later. So <laughs> I, but I just think like this is going to be one of those things that like forever Giants fans will be bringing up to Dodgers fans, and it's in a weird way like as bad of a way. It, that is for a game to end like just adds another chapter to this rivalry and just adds a little more you and I both like grew up in this rivalry we've been in houses with people who are on the other side of it like you talk smack you need something to talk smack about like it's going to be an entire offseason of Giants fans telling their Dodger fans friends like we got robbed so like in a weird way like I think you're kind of right that like you're Almost certainly losing that game anyway, so to lose it in that fashion is a little helpful, I guess. It's a blessing, yeah. It's no, I know what you mean. You know, in
1: we went to school in a in a Central California borderline area where we know a lot of Dodgers fans. I already fired off that text of the uh, the little kid hat tipping after Jeter's final at bat to all my Dodgers fan friends that I like and respect. And if you're listening to this and you didn't get a text, then I didn't. I don't like or respect <laughs> you.
0: <laughs> yeah, but in three weeks, like you're gonna send them a picture of Wilmer Flores not checking, not uh, going around. So, all right, that's just right. the way Fair. this works, I think. Right, you're gonna be talking smack all off season. I, I, you know what, I,
1: I, I think I'm, I'm gonna need a few days, maybe a week, to not be watching a lot of baseball. Okay. I'm sorry, Fair. Giants talk viewers, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna be mentally checking out, and then I'm ready for October. You know, I'll I'll wear my pearls to work,
0: October. and and you know, all in on on, on the brand. Rams, Jocktober is of all the like, you know, we see this all the time, right? Like, you know, like the Kansas City Chiefs, like playoff Damien, who's like a mediocre running back who says he turns into playoff Damien. I think Leonard Fournette <laughs> last year was like on playoff Lenny. Like Jocktober is the best of all of those. It's just so good, and he actually lives up to it. And yeah, wear your pearls next week. I think uh, I think my favorite
1: one of those was the self-nicknamed Big Game James, who never won a big <laughs> game.
0: Big Game James is <laughs> up there. See, October yeah. actually comes through. Big Game James. Exactly. Big Game James is like, dude, did big you game just James come up Shield with that on like your own? Be like twelve and fifteen and your four point two <laughs> ERA, and he's like a Big Game James though. I love it. I love it. it um, cool. All right, so
1: let's talk a little bit about what went on, other than um, you know just the fantastic ump call at the end that's what we're there to see is a great ump call um and and the fans got what they wanted logan webb crushed it you know i i don't think anyone really he set the bar so high in game one with the shutout giving up one run fantastic outing for logan webb um really the future of the team and i've seen so many so many people online like players like stroman say how he's one of the future faces of of baseball
0: did you see Brandon McCarthy compared him to Jake Peavy, which I just thought was okay. Perfect. Like it was. Just yeah, I like the that. way he throws. And I think you know, I've I got to know Jake very well. Obviously, we had him on the podcast here. Like such a light-hearted person off the field, and such a competitor between the lines. I think it's just Brandon McCarthy's great anyway. But like, just such a good comp because everybody wants to make the Matt Cain comparison. Obviously, I mm-hmm. think Peavy's better. Like it, it's a. um so, yeah, I, I think it's really – you know, Buster said this. Somebody asked him, like, what gives you hope that this is the start of another run and not just, like, a one-year thing? And he's like, you build a rotation around a guy like that. He will make mm-hmm. the other four guys better. He is, without a doubt, their opening day starter next year, their leader. Um, you build the rotation around him. You build the pitching staff around him and Camille Duvall. So, I, I think it, it's really exciting. Look, I, going into this year, like, that was one of the things I – thought they needed to come out of this year with was one or two guys in the rotation that they felt good about going forward. I never thought it would be because of what the guy did in the post against the Dodgers. I thought, you know, if one of Logan Webb or Tyler Beatty has a good year and you feel like, Hey, we got that guy. We'll add a couple more free agents. We'll have some other guys internally. Then you start to build, like now they have that guy. He is a hundred percent their ace. And I, I think he's, you know, this is not a fluke. Like what he's doing is not, he did it against the Dodgers twice in one series. Um, And you know, they have everybody but Muncie. So it's like, yeah, I I just think that's really, really exciting. And to me, just like by far the biggest silver lining coming out of this, that um, I think the Giants once again have an all-star Cy Young candidate at the top of their rotation.
1: Love it. And I I can't wait to see what the kid does going forward. You also mentioned Camila Doval. Um, another great outing, but that unfortunate uh at bat against Bellinger um is the one that we're gonna remember from this game. And of course it's the guy who was just the punchline all year who yeah. manages to get the game winning RBI.
0: Can I you might kick me off the podcast for this? You might hit stop recording.
1: I have muted so many people on Twitter today. I muted Molly Knight. I've muted you're next, dude. I'm gonna mute you from my life.
0: If there's going to be one guy to beat you, like it sucks that it's that guy, but for him, like he had shoulder surgery and probably should not have been playing early on this year, and just had a brutal hit like 170 or something like that. So I don't know. He doesn't seem like a. He seems just like a chill dude, right? Like he seems like the kind of guy you would party with at UCSB. So like, of all the people to beat you, like I think you can live with that one. It sucks that it's like one of their worst hitters, but. Um, yeah. I'd that rather guy, that like, than like Justin it, right? Turner,
1: you know, like if
0: Trey Turner had beat them and you're like, Oh yeah. The trade deadline acquisition got them. Like, yeah, this is a guy who's just been struggling all year, but is super talented. And um, you know, I give him credit. He still plays tremendous defense. He still runs the bases hard. He still plays hard. He just can't swing right now, <laughs> but he found a little something against the giants. And I, I do think they made a mistake there. I mean, he doesn't, he doesn't hit anything, but he really, you know, you talk to Dodgers people, they're like, he really doesn't hit velocity. And you have a guy who throws 102. Um, yeah, and they just went slider, just slider, slider, slider. Yeah. So I know they felt okay about that, and certainly they're not going to second guess themselves, but I think that's when they'll be kicking themselves a little bit. Like, why don't, let's elevate one fastball to him. Um, yeah, give him, give happens.
1: him the real meat, the Wendy's meat, no sliders, no yeah. little burgers.
0: I think they were probably a little worried about what, you know, He did to Dom Leone the other day, but it's it's a different fastball with Mm Camilo. So that, to me, was a mistake.
1: All right. All right. That makes sense to me. Um, It was cool seeing Gosman come in. Um, Not as cool seeing Max Scherzer come in at the end (laughs) of the game, but you know he was – you kind of knew that. When they said before the game Scherzer's not available, it was like, okay, yeah.
0: I was in the press conference on Wednesday when Dave Roberts – and I was in there on Tuesday after game – after game four when he goes yeah I, I don't think I'm going to use him and I'm like this is such bs yeah Max Scherzer, okay. was gonna mar- Max Scherzer of all people he's going to march into your office on Thursday he's going to walk himself down to the bullpen if yeah. he has to you knew he when was those bullpen doors game. opened even if he was calling for a different pitcher Max yeah, Scherzer was going to coming out. up he was so this was a uh, there were two really cool moments there at the end one was you were at the game so you you uh the pop from the crowd when the bullpen doors open and Camilo Duvall came out mm-hmm. was like, I don't remember that here. I've heard a lot of noise. It was great. I have not heard the 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 pure joy over a closer coming out
1: for the Giants. Although it was kind of weird because they didn't play any closer music and he got he has to a the song. mound. He they does. have like a hype video that know, they play to some music on the score, but yeah. So it was just like this silence Maria as he of from MLB. the outfield. Has
0: been just apoplectic about this for weeks. She's like, he needs a really <laughs> good song, a really good Latin song. I think we have Matt, the
1: whole off season to figure yeah, it out. He needs
0: a closer song, but uh, yeah. When the doors opened, this place just went nuts. I thought that was really cool. And then the other thing I thought was really cool was Max Scherzer was through the bullpen doors like before Matt Beattie had even like dusted the dirt off himself at first base like Scherzer was in this game on the mound he was like this is my game right now um I just thought you know look it was this was like all you could ask for from the two best teams in baseball and just threw everything at each other and there's a moment there in the ninth inning where Alex Wood is warming up and then Kevin Gosman's warming up and then Max Scherzer's warming up on the other side and I'm sitting there going like I had a Cy Young ballot I can't spoil it but two of those guys are on it Like, Mm -hmm. and they're warming up in the ninth inning of game five to come out of the bullpen. And they both did. Like, that just kind of shows you what what this series was. And that's what I'm saying. I hate to keep
1: circling back because you're going to bring up Darren Ruff again. But this series was everything anyone could have ever wanted. And then it just ended in the most, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on a podcast, but the most blue
0: balls way of ending. (laughs) It was a very like, you don't want to be trending on Twitter for that reason. After, no, hundred percent.
1: Yeah. So, uh, just, yeah. just rough stuff. Um, I will say I was in line at the game. Uh, I was getting a beer and a fan came up to me and said, Cole, I love the podcast. I love what you and Alex are do- doing. Remember win or lose, we need a happy podcast. So I do want to take some time to talk about how incredible of a year this was, you know, Nobody expected the Giants to be here. Everyone expected the Dodgers to be here. So the mere fact that this went to the postseason, to the NLDS, to the last inning of yeah. game five of the NLDS, just a huge round of applause for the team, for the front office, for the coaches, everything they've been able to pull off, and for the fans. It's been great to, uh, to be here with you guys. And, you know, I may seem down and super salty right now, but, but what a season it's been.
0: I think I'm hyped over just how cool a game that was. Um it was not a cool game Alex. Well not the ending. Spoiler the alert. It, like we have two we have a 25 year old and a 24 year old like both throwing everything on the table and saying like we're we're the dudes. Um yep. and then you have the Dodgers score and then Darren Ruff comes right back and hits one 452 feet the longest home run of his career like it's, That was pretty incredible. Was, I think it was everything short of the ending in terms of this being a Giants podcast. Like the game itself was everything you could ask for I think from from a two-to-ones, like, all you can ask for, I think, from these teams. I oh, just want it to be the other way. <laughs> I, I – if I could
1: have asked for something, I think it would have been like a 27-to-nothing yeah, victory well, um, where Blake Trinan gives up all 27 runs.
0: I'm here for the story. So, But to your point, like, <laughs> it was – I was thinking that as I was watching Gabe talk about it, and you could sense the pride from him, and he said this was the best clubhouse has ever seen. This was the best teamwork he has ever seen from a group. Um, I don't think – I'm so curious to see what happens next year because this was such like a perfect mix. It was such a perfect chemistry mix. Like, I don't know how that's just how you duplicate that. Yeah. And it, it just like what we saw all year from these guys was incredible. And I, you know, I'm sitting there in the press conference waiting for Gabe to come out and just kind of started laughing in my head because I remember preseason when some people picked the Diamondbacks to finish ahead of the Giants. And look, I finished, I picked them third in the division. But there were people who had them at, like, 73 wins, like four wins behind the Diamondbacks. So they're sitting up there. They, they took the, the Dodgers, um, gave them everything they could handle. And I just think, yeah, I mean, we'll have a lot of time to break this down. But it is worth remembering tonight, like, this is what? What's the date today? October 14th when we're talking. The Giants were playing baseball. And they're, That's right. They were in the whole baseball world sitting here watching this game and going, those are the two te- best teams in baseball, like going mono a mano.
1: I will say, I don't think it's very common for a, a fan of a team to say this, but I would proudly wear San Francisco Giants NL division champs 2021 gear for the next few years. They would spend that kind of year, you know, even though they it ended made there, the
0: we're doing a ring ceremony for winning the pennant and losing in the world series. But <laughs> Yeah.
1: You know, I, I, I've made, the, made fun of the Dodgers for much worse, I'm sure. But let's talk future. Wait, if they make right a now,
0: NOS champion shirt in the City Connect colors, like what's your price? Uh, my How firstborn food? child. Okay. I figured, yeah.
1: Yeah. A hundred percent. Whatever your they wife want. wife doesn't
0: listen to this tomorrow, but yeah. <laughs> no, I agree.
1: Um, so what is next for the Giants going forward? We've done a little speculating. Obviously, Webb and Duvall seem like centerpieces for the team. But what about Brandon Belt? What about Buster Posey? What about Chris Bryant? Where do you see the Giants looking like uh, in 2022?
0: You know, what was interesting is we're talking to Buster Posey, and I look over on the field, and Brandon Belt is out there with his wife and his two sons taking pictures. And I, it just struck me as like, a, I think it was a just-in-case moment like he has oh, no, no idea what's going to happen. Brandon would like to be back, but you never know. So
1: it's not like like the Green Day "Good Written" song wasn't playing. No, right? it like was a not. But I, I think
0: he was just he he was. Um, I can say this now: like he would not have been ready for the start of the next series. He was going to get that cast off on Saturday, which was obviously game one. Mm-hmm. But he was holding out hope that he could be ready at some point, and I, I think we might have seen an all-time roster move after like two games of that series all of a sudden Brandon belts ready for game three in Atlanta potentially. I don't know, but um, yeah, he, he really wanted to be part of this. So I think he likes it here. I think he would like to be back, but you, you just never know when a guy hits the market and um, how these guys want to build their team. What Brandon's thinking, you know, he's, he lives in Texas. What if the Rangers or the Astros or somebody throws a ton of money at him, like um, becomes a tough decision, right? So, I do think that's something definitely worth discussing. I asked Buster directly. I said, what's, what's next for you? And he said, I'm going to go home and talk to my wife and spend some time being a dad. And I think, you know, we know Buster well enough that this was not the moment for him to say, yeah, I hope they pick up my team option and maybe we uh, discuss a two or three year deal. But the way he played, the way he played in the series, like he was, you know, I said this on the post game show. I thought this was a series where maybe the difference was, there were just a lot of stars on the other side. And Mookie bets what he did in this game was incredible. He did the whole series. You're just like. Couldn't get Giants him out. Don't. Yeah. You're like the Giants don't have a Mookie, right? Like that's part of the difference yeah. here, um, which is understandable. They were in a position to go get him. The Giants have not been in that position recently. But I think Buster was like a star of stars in this series. Like certainly is ready for more, I think. Um, and then Bryant too. Like we've talked about Chris Bryant. We've talked about his struggles. We did it at the start of this postseason. Uh, he was good. He was one of the better players on the field. So, you know, I think that makes it more interesting because in late September, you kind of go like, I'm not sure if this is the fit. But then you watch him in the postseason and go like, that guy's not afraid of the moment. And that guy can keep pitching.
1: I would absolutely love to roll up the Brinks, back up the Brinks truck for Chris Bryant and have him be a giant for the foreseeable future. Love it.
0: Might be related to the first guy we talked about, so... I don't know. When right. you watch Brian play defense, do you wonder if he's going to end up at first base pretty soon? So I, I think these things are all related. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, a lot of questions for them to answer. I mean, you go down the list, Kevin Gosman, free agent, T. Mm-hmm. Stefani, Alex Wood, um, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of, yeah, a I lot mean, of arbitration it, decisions to make. Also the the things the
1: Giants were able to do this year by, you know, picking up, almost cast offs, tweaking them a little bit and turning them into, into serious stars. It's very possible. They just want to continue that for a few more seasons, unfortunately, um, before they start signing the players.
0: Yeah. The Braves offered him 10, 11 million and they're like, okay, cool. Congrats. Drew." Yeah. So,
1: yeah, sorry. So, yeah,
0: Yeah. I, Um, I kind of agree.
1: Well, it's been a fantastic season. Um, it's been great getting to getting to know you better, Alex. It's been great getting done. to know the fans better.
0: Well, we're I'm like emotionally. I know. Done. I know. Emotionally. You, know? you need the weekend.
1: I do. Not support. all of us have the uh the the invincible beat writer mentality towards no, this. I'm you a know, fan. I'm shredded up inside right now.
0: I'm I'm unemotional at all times. I will say the one thing. Uh I know a lot of people who follow us follow me on social media too. And we've joked, we've talked about my dog. You got me my dog. He was so sad the last couple of days. Like he was following me around all day today. Cause he just, I just keep coming home and weaving, coming home and weaving. So, um, I might be a robot on this podcast, but I'm happy that he, he won't be as confused. <laughs> next. Fantastic. Few but I, I did want to say a couple of things first. Uh, we're, we've been doing this twice a week all season and we have loved doing it and, um, we will be doing it through the off season. I think, I don't, we'll see where you're at mentally in two days. I'll give you a couple of days to recover. <laughs> okay, thanks man. But we man. have a lot that to talk a lot. about, a lot to, to digest uh, from the season and the off and you know, looking ahead. And then the other thing is just, we did not know, I'll, I'll admit internally, how this would go doing a podcast after every game. I want to give a fun. huge shout out to Steve Uhalde, who's put it all together. And just, I don't know how late he's been staying up to make sure these get to people, but the reaction from people on Twitter, Um, I posted it at like 2 a.m. the other night and it was like if anybody's still awake, here's the podcast. Heard from like 60 people right away who were like, yeah, I'm still awake. Can't wait to listen. Like I'm in Germany. I'm in England. I'm in Miami. I just woke up. Uh, So the reaction from people has been unbelievable all season long, but especially in the postseason. So thank you so much to everybody who has listened uh, along the way and especially the last week is it has been you know kind of fast and furious here and we've been like pumping them out and people have been listening to them and it's been really cool
1: it has been it has been and you know people don't realize there are a lot of people other than alex and myself who make this possible um so yeah shout out to all them and shout out to everyone who has uh gotten a lot of feedback on social media but also at the games do you get people coming up to you as you walk around i mean I get a lot of people telling us, telling me how much they enjoy Giants talk and, you know, how fun alongside us. So, yeah, you guys I, make this possible, Who, those of you who listen.
0: I have met a lot of podcast listeners in the last few months. It's been really cool. Um, so, we will be back. Cole, take some time to digest. Um, I will take some time to recap the season. And we will be back on Monday. Back on Monday, bringing you more exciting.
1: Do we call it off-season at this point? Off-season content?
0: I mean, we can just talk about the Czech swing for 45 minutes if we...
1: 45 minutes, dude. How about for four months?
0: Yeah. We'll we'll come up with something else for Monday. Well, We'll see you guys then. Sounds good.